If you're here with us for the first time, or maybe you haven't been here in a while, we are starting a new series looking at this summer. Uh, it's called Road Trip, and we're looking at different road trips in the Bible. And um, so I don't know about you when you think about road trips in your life, but uh, road trips are filled with different stories and memories. John and I have been talking about, you know, some different road trip experiences that we've had. We were kind of having some fun with that. And I was remembering uh, back to my college days. Uh, it was my, my senior year in college. Um, I was in school at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, near Cincinnati. Go Bengals. And um, so anyway, I was, I was very involved at the university with a group called Habitat for Humanity. And so um, our college campus chapter, would, we would take these trips down to Florida over winter break, and, um, and we would help build houses down there um, for a week. And so it was my senior year of college, and I was organizing one of these trips. And um, so like, there are about 15 of us who piled into one of these great uh, 15 passenger vans that somehow the university let us uh, have for the week, which was great, just a bunch of college students going down. So um, it was a long drive, and so we went down, we, we did a lot of good work that week, and then coming back, we were driving all through the night to, to get back home. And so we're traveling back up north, and we're somewhere like outside of Macon, Georgia, and it's about 3 in the morning, which is no big deal if you're, like, a college-age student. That's actually, like, 9 p.m., like, regular time, you know, 3 a.m. So, so everyone's still awake, having fun, but, you know, it's time to kind of recharge, get some more coffee, switch drivers, get some gas. So we pull into this this just tiny little po-dunk um, exit, and there's this, there's this little uh, gas station. It had, like, two pumps, and then it was attached to this old motel. Okay, so I'm not even even sure how that was all working, but um, we pull in and, and like everyone piles out of the van and we're just, you know, being crazy college kids. And so we're going in there getting snacks and stuff. Well, it was my turn to drive. So I jump into the driver's seat and um, and everyone's piling back into the van except for one guy. And his name was Andre. He was one of my good friends in college. And, uh, and Andre was kind of like the co-trip leader with me. And, uh, and so he was, I don't know what he was doing, but he was taking forever. And so, you know, me not really thinking, okay, I got there was a lot of not really thinking going on in this story, but this was the first one. So not really thinking, I'm just like starting to get, like, where's Andre, you know? And I just lay on the horn a couple times, real good, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, come on, dude, let's go, let's go. So um, a couple minutes go by, finally, he comes like, he comes running out of the, of like the little uh, gas station. And runs to the parking lot, jumps in the van, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. You know, he gets in the van, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do something to prank my, my friend. So he's, this, the last seat that's available is all the way like in the fourth row of seats in the back of the van. He's gotta kinda scramble back through. So I'm thinking, he gets in, I'm gonna punch it, you know, just floor it. So he hops in the van, door closes, and I just step on the gas. We like, tires go, you know, and we just start to peel out. Well, it kind of was good at first, like the first few feet, like we had a little steam going. And then all of a sudden, you guys, it was as if there was something holding on to the van. Like it was, it was felt like a, like a giant, like rubber band or something was like holding the van back. And we were like, we were like lurching to go for it. And then all of a sudden, whatever it was just released and we went, and this noise goes, boom. So I'm like, oh man, that wasn't good. So, so now I did accomplish the goal. My buddy went tumbling head over heels, you know, back into the van. But so I, I, I put it into park, slam on the brakes, and I open my door and I, I go to look back. And what I see when I look back 
is, uh, is I see the, the, the handle of the gas pump is like laying like just down by itself. And the hose is like flopping around, you know, the, the hose of the gas thing. No gas coming out. It's kind of disappointing, um, you know. So all of a sudden, this, th- this thought hits me. And I say to everyone in the van, I'm like, did anyone pay for the gas? Silence, okay? All of a sudden, this little old lady comes and comes out of the little convenience mart or whatever, you know, and she starts coming towards us running. And uh, I don't think this lady had run in like a good 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So she comes running. Well, at this moment, like, there's a lot of thoughts going through my mind, but there was this one guy on the trip. He was great. Big Italian guy named John Carbonera. And so we called him Carbo. He was just our, he was like the spokesman for the group. He was like real loud and gregarious. And so um, he just looks at me. He's riding shotgun. I look at him. He looks at me. We're looking at the lady coming running. And he just goes, go, go, go. Like, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, in those moments, you guys, that's totally the dilemma. You know, it's like, should I stay here and like make this right? Or should we just get the heck out of here? You know, should we just, should we just go? Um, long story short, because I had a lot of people after the service, first service, I didn't say what happened, and everyone's like, what happened? So, so long story short, uh, somehow we managed to convince the lady not to call the police, and, um, and we had $75 to replace the, uh, the little gas pump thing, and somehow we got out of it, but um, it, was, it was pretty nuts. Um, so this, this story and this kind of this dilemma that sometimes we find ourselves in, in those moments like where it's like, <laughs> should, I, should I stay here or is it time to go? Um, that really captures kind of where we've been as a church, Grace Community Church, where we've been the last couple of years. And, uh, and so as we're looking at the, we're doing this road trip series and looking at different road trip stories in the Bible, I picked uh, the story in Genesis chapter 12. If you brought your Bible, I encourage you to take it out. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. This is the story of Abraham's road trip. Abraham is like the founding father of the Israelites, of the Jewish people. And so we're going to look at God's calling of Abraham because it dovetails so perfectly, you guys, to where we've been as a church, especially just recently with this whole um, thing of are we supposed to stay at Key School or are we supposed to go somewhere else? So uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to read this to you and then we're going we're gonna to jump in kind of verse by verse. It goes like this, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, now you've got to understand this is Abraham, but it's just later on in the story, God changes Abram's name to Abraham. So for now, it's, it's Abram, but same, same guy, Abram, Abraham. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Let's pray. God, um, we thank you for uh, for today. We thank you for uh, the 4th of July and what this means for our country. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy and for those who uh, gave so much so that we could enjoy that freedom, God. Um, Lord, we're turning to your word this morning, and uh, Lord, just asking that you would uh, speak to us. And um, we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so uh, let's just kind of go one verse at a time here. So that first verse there, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household. And I just want to stop right there. Because here's this guy, Abraham, and he's got a pretty good setup going on. You know, he's got a pretty good deal going on. He's kind of got this, 
he's, he's established, and, and basically God comes up to him and says, it's, you got to leave. It's time for you to leave. Um, for us, Grace Community Church, um, these past two years, um, we have been wrestling with something that we feel God has been saying to us, and that is that it's time for Grace Community Church to leave Key Elementary School. And um, I'll never forget, it was about two years ago, and we were sitting, it was, it was a, a board meeting, and all staff was there. So we had staff and board, and we were going around the meeting, and basically John asked us this question. He said, just kind of like, what, what hits you? Kind of yes or no. Do you feel like um, it's time for us to leave Key School, or you feel like you know, God is saying that it's, we're still supposed to stay? And one by one, people went around and gave kind of their initial impression, and every single person, Every single one, staff and board, came back with the same thing. We've, for whatever reason, we just feel like God's saying it's time to go. It's time for something new. For me personally, when I think about um, this place, we've been here for almost 10 years, and it's a wonderful space. But the biggest thing that concerns me about kind of our situation in the last couple of years is this. Um, there are a couple times during the year, where um, it's just it's that time of the year when people are wanting to come back to church or wanting to give church a try. And those two times, there's different seasons, but the top two are probably back to school, like right around September, and then leading up to Easter. Okay, those are two huge times. Or even people who don't go to church, they're thinking about maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll check it out or whatever. So um, during those two times, here's the deal. We pack out key school. We absolutely, we're pulling chairs from classrooms. We got people all the way in the back. We're standing room only. The parking lot is jammed. We hear stories of people who will circle, can't find parking, and just head left. Um, and here's the thing. You might say, oh, well, that's cool. Like, you know, it shows that this is like a church that's alive and growing and wonderful. And that's true. And so if someone who come in and be like, oh, this is really exciting. But here's the thing. For a first-time visitor, that's not exciting to them because basically what's happening is they, they got nowhere to sit. And so the message that, that comes across to a first-timer is there's no room for me here. There's no room for me here. Uh, studies have found that um, when a new person, a visitor, comes to a church, the ideal kind of amount of chairs or whatever is about 75% full so that they can actually, like, pick and choose where they might sit. If you've ever been coming to Grace on those Sundays where we're just, like, jammed out the waz, you know, you're practically, like, if you want to get a seat, you're either standing in the back or you're, like, sitting on the front row. And for a visitor, that's, that's just not going to work. So... Um, the bottom line was we just sensed for the last two years that God was clearly saying it's time for us to leave. But our dilemma was where the heck do we go? Where the heck do we go? We're not going to move 40 miles west of here and buy some farmland and build a church, okay? We're, God has called us to, to stay in Arlington, feel very strongly about that too. And so basically we were just searching well, where could we go? And so we actually had a um, property search team that was looking, looking at every single commercial piece of property, either for lease or to buy. We're looking at every single church in the area, maybe some old churches that might be willing to partner with us so we could share their building somehow or purchase their building. Uh, every single school in the area, kind of checking out what feasibility is. Over and over and over and over again, hundreds of pieces of property. Every time nothing was feasible, nothing was viable. Finally, um, we came up with something at the, the, the old Eckert Drug, which is just down here on Spout Run, uh, near the Italian store and the Giant right down here. And that 
was available and uh, looked like we might be able to work something out. It was available for purchase. But once we did all the paperwork and figured everything out, it looked like it was going to be about $8 million. And, um, and what that would get us is a sanctuary of about, uh, once it was renovated and everything, it would get us about 300 seats. So it's not much bigger than what we were dealing with here. And there wasn't great parking. And so we were just kind of like not sure that that really worked either. So we just didn't have a lot of options. Well, during this time, during this two years, something kind of kept emerging as a theme. And that was Thomas Jefferson Middle School. But it's interesting and quite frustrating, this process, because it was a couple years back, and uh, we were told, oh, you guys ought to check out you know, Thomas Jefferson Middle School. Beautiful, state-of-the-art uh, auditorium, 750-seat auditorium. There's no church or anything meeting in there. That's where they do, like, the Arlington County Fair. So there's a Sunday where you can't be in there for the fair, but, but you got to check that out. That would be a great space. Tons of parking right in the heart of Arlington at, like, 50 and Glebe Road, right? So we made an inquiry, and we found out, actually, uh, they were like, there's 12 Sundays where we've got other groups. So we were like, well, that's not going to work. Um, so some time went by, maybe another six months or 12 months. And then, uh, again, we had a couple different folks, like, from within the county as we were brainstorming and talking to people at different schools. They said, you really ought to check out TJ. And we said, well, it looks like 12 Sundays. They said, no, go check it out and see. I don't know. Maybe misinformed. So we went back to the folks at TJ, and, uh, and they actually said it was more like 20 like 20 different Sundays where there were different groups in there. So they're like, fine. You know, we're getting frustrated. It's like, fine. Okay, this isn't going to work. You know, we closed the door on that deal. Like another six months or a year goes by. I can't remember exactly. Um, actually, it was about six months ago now um, where, once again, we were approached by a couple of different folks who just said, you might want to explore Thomas Jefferson Middle School, and we just kind of said, are you serious? And they said, yeah, you know, I don't know, you might not have gotten your information right and all this, so okay, fine. So we go back and we check again, and um, we started meeting with the folks, and it was amazing, you guys. I I can't describe it um, all that well, but the first couple times that we'd had conversations over there, it was like they were doing us a favor even answering our phone call. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like, why are you wasting my time kind of a thing. Well, this last time we've been talking to them, totally different attitude, much more inviting. Hey, come and sit down with us. Let's, you can see the space. Come check it out. We can talk about it. Maybe we can work some things out. So here's the deal. We got it all the way down to three Sundays, three Sundays where we would not be able to be in there. And um, they've even gone as far as basically to um, offer us uh, storage space inside the facility. I can't tell you how dramatic a turnaround that is from the conversations we had previously. It's, I mean, the only thing that I can explain is it's, it's got to be some sort of a God thing going on. And so, um, essentially, we've just been going through this process where it actually started to look like it was feasible, like it could work. And all of our concerns and all of our things started to be, we started to check those off the list. And that's when we brought it before you guys and brought it before the church and started to have these meetings and discussions. We took, you know, we had a group that went over and took a look at the space and all that kind of stuff. All this led up to Wednesday night where a group of folks got together and basically um, just, it was a unanimous spirit and understanding in the room that this is kind of where God has us to go. So starting in October, October 3rd, 2010, uh, we are going to be meeting on Sunday mornings over at uh, Thomas Jefferson Middle School. And uh, basically, it's as if God was filling in the second half of that verse in Genesis 12.1. We knew, we knew that God was saying, if we could back up one, one more slide, please. Um, 
And we knew, it was, we knew that God was saying we had to leave. We got a clear sense of that for the last couple of years. And it was making us crazy because we didn't have anywhere to go. And it was like, now finally God was saying, and go. Now, this is where I want you to go. I want you to go to, uh, to TJ. And so, um, essentially, what I love about this, what about, about verse 1, is that if you notice, God says to Abraham, he says, okay, you got to leave and you got to go to the land that I'll show you. He doesn't spell it all out. He doesn't reveal exactly where the heck Abraham is supposed to go. He basically says, it's time for you to pick up. You just got to move. You, I'll, I'll help you. I'll reveal it along the way. You're going to figure it out. Just have some faith and go. And that's exactly where, um, where, where we are right now. There's some things that God certainly has not revealed to us. There's some logistics and other things, but um, we just have this clear sense we're supposed to go. We're supposed to make this move. And so I'm just going to give you a, a, a few of them that definitely God hasn't revealed to us. Uh, we're just ha- trusting that God's going to show us. That's those three Sunday conflicts. Uh, there's two in the summer. It's like June, August, and then uh, there's one in uh, December as well. Um, TJ Middle School is not accessible by metro train, for those of you guys who take the metro to get here on Sunday mornings. And, um, and then also there's some increased costs, which we don't, we don't have like some big stockpile of money somewhere hanging out. But um, in terms of some new equipment that we're going to need in the new space, some costs to just kind of spread the word to the community that we're making this move, and then um, some increased costs that we're going to incur because it's a bigger space. So it's a little bit more expensive. So just in our weekly rent that we're going to uh, be incurring. But basically, we just know God's saying go, so we're going to go, and we just believe God is going gonna, is gonna to show us. He's going to show us. He's going to reveal it to us. And so um, we're just kind of going out, going out in faith kind of the way Abraham did. I want to read you guys a passage from Hebrews chapter 11. This is a commentary in the New Testament on the Old Testament story of Abraham. Pretty cool. Hebrews chapter 11 is like the faith chapter of the Bible. It's just, man, it's all these great people of faith. And so it kicks off talking about faith. And then in verse 8, it talks a little bit about Abraham. So it goes like this. Hebrews 11, 1 and 8. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. See, um, just the same way that Abraham didn't know exactly where he was going, we're going by faith that God's going to work these things out. And I actually believe um, that our greatest limitations, like those three obstacles that we kind of still have to overcome somehow, I think that our greatest limitations could actually be our greatest opportunities. Our greatest limitations could actually be our greatest opportunities to see God do something awesome. And so we've been just kind of, I don't know, having fun brainstorming and dreaming and, and just thinking about stuff. And some of these ideas have emerged in some of the meetings that we've had, these TJ discussion meetings that you guys have come up with. But I just want to share a couple of, of my favorites. So this, this first limitation is a big one. These three Sundays a year that we won't meet. Some of you are thinking, oh, it's cool, man. Three Sundays, I don't have to go to church. That's beautiful. But actually, we're going to do church in some capacity. Um, so one idea that I'm really jazzed about because, you know, my role here at Grace, one of my roles is to help build community and help bring people into community. So one thought that I had was um, 
what if, so we can't be at TJ that Sunday, but what if, so, since we'll know months in advance, what if we recruit like maybe 40 or 50 different people who'd be willing to host a small gathering in their apartment or in the community center of their building or maybe in their house, people who like to host and do that sort of thing, have make a little breakfast or something, and we will give you, we'll pre-record the sermon for that Sunday, put on a DVD, and hand it to you, and then we would make these, you know, locations known, and we would start to do sign-ups maybe a month out, and we would do a house church, house church uh, meeting that particular Sunday. And so instead of showing up to Thomas Jefferson Middle School, you'd actually show up to someone's house that lived maybe down the street from you, or someone's apartment that was in your building or whatever. Um, I just think, how cool would that be? You might meet and talk to people you'd never talked to, you'd never known at Grace before. Maybe for some people, that'd be their first step into authentic community. Maybe some really cool things would come out of that. And basically all we would do is just have you hit the play button on the DVD, show the sermon, and then get some food, and, you know, whatever. After that, just kind of keep it really, really simple. But I'm thinking, what if our greatest limitation could be our greatest opportunity? What if, what if that would give, maybe some of you guys are like, shoot, well, I feel weird inviting my neighbor to come here, but, like, I invite him over to my house to kind of watch this thing and have some breakfast. So, you know, who knows what might come out of that. But I just, we're just been having fun kind of creatively thinking about this stuff. Another idea for uh, for one of those Sundays we can't be in the auditorium would be, what if we, instead of trying to, to go to church, what if we tried to be the church? And on that Sunday, we went out and just tried to serve the community. And, and literally everyone, we just have, we just blitzed the entire area and just hit all the different nonprofits, found out what all the needs were, just did a huge service day on, uh, on one of those Sundays. So those kind of things. And if you have other ideas or, you know, this is kind of getting your gears going, we're, we're wide open. We're wide open to uh, just to try different things and see what God might do uh, through those. So the other one is, the big one is the metro. This is probably our biggest thing that came up in the, in the discussions, the metro train. And, um, and so basically, we had someone who started brainstorming this idea of the zip car service, the rental car by the hour. What if we created some sort of a, of a shuttle service using the zip car? And uh, I don't know if, if anyone here used to deliver pizzas or work for, like, pizza place. I, this is what I did, like, in college and stuff. And, uh, like, you know they have those little magnets on the top of the car, like, with a little triangle thing? Like, I was thinking, I just, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you get the zip car and you get one of those little magnets and it's like, Grace Community Church, we deliver, or, you know, something, I don't know. But, and, like, it's running by the metro. And I wonder if people, some people might be like, well, shoot, I'll, I'll check it out. This is kind of cool, interesting, weird. You know, I don't know what people might think, but, but, um, I think it could be kind of a neat outreach thing, spreading the word. Who knows what God might do through that? We, we don't have it figured out yet. If you've got ideas, we are just dying to, to hear from you because we believe that part of the way God is going to show us is actually through you guys. That's usually the way this kind of stuff happens. One thing that I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, John wanted to make sure that I said is, look, uh, it, he, he loves to say this line, and I, I, I love it too. If we're nothing else at Grace, we're a family. And so he, he wanted me to assure everyone that... Um, we're not going to leave anybody here at Key School, okay? Like, we're, we're moving to TJ, but, but we're going to make sure that if you have transportation issues, that we figure out some way to make sure that you're able to, to get there. So, um, anyway, let us know if you're, you know, needing of a ride or something like that or if you just have some ideas. Um, last one is, is the money one. Um, you know, we don't, we don't, like I said, we don't have this, like, big pot of money that, that we can tap into. This is probably, for me, the most exciting one actually. Because, you know, 
the way that I live my life, I am a planner. I'm a type A, plan it out kind of person. So I have a very methodical plan for everything. So a lot of times when I'm doing something, I don't, I don't actually like, I'll say the prayer at the end. Okay, God, please bless it. You know, my game plan, I've already figured it all out, you know, but I recognize you're here along for the ride. I mean, there's not a lot of faith that's really needed a lot of times in my life. It's just, I've got it. You know, God, you cool? Okay, get it. We're good. All right. This one, we're just, we're just stepping out. It's God said, go, we're moving. Do we have the money to cover some of these? No. But I think for me, that's where faith comes in. That's where we just believe that God's going to take care. I, I know God's going to take care of it. And I'm excited to hear the stories of how God is going to move and the things that are going to happen uh, just to make this thing go. And so to me, it's just a great opportunity to see how God might move and might provide. And actually, it's funny, but the, the last, the, the church I was in in Cincinnati embarked on a big building campaign, and we're not going to do any campaigns or thermometers or fundraising stuff. We're not going to do that. But um, they did that, and it was actually the greatest time for me in my faith, because I just felt like God was saying, step up, it, you know, and, and just, that's what God was saying to me, you know. Uh, and it was it was a tremendous blessing for me in my relationship with God. It had nothing to do with the money, actually. It was just more that it was a blessing for me in my faith. And so I'm excited to see how God might move on the hearts of you guys. And I'm not just talking about money, but just all of us together, how God might stir us up and what might happen and what ideas will emerge and who will want to step up and say, I want to serve. I want to be a part of this thing. I'm jazzed about this whole thing. And so I, I'm just... I'm super excited about it. I think it's great to have a few limitations because those are tremendous opportunities for growth and to see God move. All right, let's look at verses 2 and 3 here. Just We're kind of closing up. Um, so God says to Abraham, he says, I will make you into a great nation and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. Can you imagine if God was saying this to you? I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse like to have that one sometimes. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So it's very obvious in this passage that, man, we would kill to be Abraham right now, right? I mean, God is just showering him with blessings. God's hand is going to be upon him. God's going to be blessing everything that he does. Okay, That's obvious in the passage. But what we cannot forget is that the reason that Abraham is blessed is not for his own sake. He is blessed to be a blessing. He is blessed to be a blessing. Now, for us, we are super excited about Thomas Jefferson Middle School. It, it's, a, it's a great space. It's going to solve a lot of our issues right now with, with, with the, the limited space that we have here. It's going to make us much more accessible um, for folks coming in and making sure that we truly, like our visitors, are getting a good welcoming experience and have plenty of space to sit. It's going to give us more chance to be able to kind of like have some breathing room between services. We don't have to do three services anymore. It's going to be really good stuff. It's going to, it's going to be a blessing for us. It's going to help us a lot. But the bottom line is it's going to help us to, to continue to live out the mission that God has called this church to be on, and that is to be a church for people who don't go to church. That's to make sure that we are continuing to live out the mission of reaching out and being a welcoming place for people who've been turned off completely from church, who have just written off church and haven't given up on God, but they've kind of given up on church. Or they, maybe they've just been so bored or it seems so irrelevant. Or they've been completely scarred and, and you know, hurt by church. Uh, and it's, it's, we're trying to position ourselves in such a way that we could just reach out to those folks and, uh, and to be a blessing for them. 
So um, anyway, let's look at verse 4. This is, this is the clincher of the story. It says, So Abram left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. You guys, uh, if you ever wonder why Abraham was listed in that uh, Hebrews 11, in that faith chapter, like this is all these great people of faith in Hebrews 11, why he was listed. You know why he was listed? Because basically God said, it's time to leave this good thing you've got going and go where I'm going to show you. I'm not going to entirely show you right now, but it's just time to go. And you know what? He just goes. He doesn't stop and go, well, well, well hold on. He doesn't have a lot of questions. He just goes. He walks out on faith. Abraham just goes. And that is where we are, you guys. That's, that's exactly where we feel like we are as a church right now. Is We don't have this thing all figured out. Right, but it's as if God's been telling us for two years, you know, it's it's time to leave, it's time to do a new thing, and finally, this door has opened up at Thomas Jefferson Middle School. We've got these few little last obstacles and hurdles to overcome that God hasn't totally revealed to us yet, but we're walking out on faith, knowing that God is ultimately in charge here. He's gonna He's gonna provide and make it happen. And for me, that is tremendously exciting. Tremendously exciting. If you're here this morning. and this isn't just another sermon for you. What I mean by that is like, if you're here this morning and as I'm talking, you're getting excited. As I'm talking, you're like, oh, this is cool. You know, you're just like, wow. And you're already starting to think and brainstorm and you're wondering like, oh, what is all, you know, what are the new things going to be? And like, I wonder if they're, you know, I wonder like what all is involved and how I could partner. Okay. If, if that's you right now, okay, if that's where you are, you're excited about this thing. Okay. And you would like to get a little bit more involved. We don't have like specific signups yet. I mean, the decision was just made on Wednesday night. Okay, so we don't we don't have everything laid out. This is just a broad brush and just kind of throwing it out there to you. But if you're here and you're like, yes, God is prompting me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I just want to be involved somehow. If that's you, John mentioned that connect card in the announcements. It's at the bottom. If you open up your bulletin, you'll see at the bottom it's a little perforated card. Okay, you can just tear that out you can fill it out and just say i want to be just write your name and tj and like a way we can get a hold of you and basically we don't have some big plan or agenda you know um, whatever um but we would just love to start brainstorming and telling you here's some of the things we're thinking and here are some of the issues and here are some of the ways that you could be involved so i encourage you um to kind of get an early early uh Shot at that. Um, we're going to be talking about this, uh, you know, as you might imagine, as we're talking about this road trip series in the uh, in the weeks and months to come. But if you want to be involved on the in the beginning, then uh, encourage you to use that connect card to do that. All right. Will you guys uh, pray with me? Uh, God, we just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for this great space here at Key Elementary School. Um, it has been so wonderful, and we uh, just. Think about uh, the growth in our own lives and how you have um, just used this space, God, to be a place where we could um, just grow closer to you. And um, many of us have been so impacted here, God. But we thank you that um, you are always up to new things and writing new chapters. And we thank you, God, for just the way, the, just the dramatic way that you have opened doors at uh, Thomas Jefferson Middle School. And uh, for just the clear sense that you are saying it's time to go. We thank you for that next chapter in our road trip. And, um, Lord, I just, uh, I especially just want to lift up um, those who are here this morning who, as they've been hearing this message, that they're just excited. It's as if you're just tapping them on the shoulder saying, 
you need to be a part of this more than just Sunday mornings. You need to be a part of this thing and take a next step. And I pray, Lord, that you would just allow them to, to, to follow through and, uh, and to be responsive to your prompting. And, uh, God, we are so excited to be stepping out in faith. Uh, Lord, show us the way. And uh, I can't wait, God, to see what you're going to do in the coming months. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.